1: NFL Power Rankings is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
3: Hope you had a Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Welcome to a Week 17 edition of the official, the one, the only, except no cut rate imitation NFL power ranking show presented to you by Energizer from his home office outside Chicago on one side of the screen, Eric. At home from my parents' home office somewhere outside our nation's capital, the picture of Brian Sype lurking over my shoulder. My name is. Is Andrew Siciliano. Hope everyone had a fantastic Christmas at home. What did Santa bring you? Anything good?
4: Yeah, a lot of socks. A lot. I think I got an oven Boy. In it. Uh, A lot of yeah, a lot of books too. So I've, I've really kind of settled into middle age here. How about you?
3: Um, what did Santa bring me? Uh, a gift card to my favorite outdoor okay. store and a cookbook. I like that. How about that? Better Dang.
4: than a, than an oven man. <laughs>
3: Um, No, but I could use the oven mitt to now make something with a new cookbook. How about that? That work? That's right. I like it. All right. Here's what Santa also brought you. No clarity, really. Other than number one, scan the QR code on the screen here or go to NFL.com slash power rankings to see the brand new heading into week 17, two more weeks to go power rankings. You got the Ravens at number one. That's where the clarity is because they just thumped the 49ers. San Francisco is two. Miami is three. Philly is four after an eh performance on Christmas Day barely hanging on and beating the Giants the Lions are five followed by the Cowboys the Bills and then God's team the Cleveland Browns let's start with the Ravens they clearly Eric are the best team in football and they're the team of the week and the team of the week is presented to you by Truist I thought they would beat the 49ers I didn't think they would demoralize the 49ers, I didn't think that they would plant a flag not only for Lamar as MVP again, but for the clear number one. Eric, I, I think the gap between number one and number two was huge on Christmas night. Yeah.
4: Absolutely, right? And early on, they had to kind of stem the tide a little bit. They had the early safety. Niners had driven down the field twice. So there was a little bit of momentum, an angry crowd, You know, folks wanting to get back home. But man uh, it was an impressive performance that i think was really spearheaded by that defense mike mcdonald's done such a great job i think he'll be mentioned in in head coaching interviews in a couple weeks but right now they're obviously focused on winning a super bowl and this is the biggest statement i think they've made all season long correct me if i'm wrong as you said it checked off so many boxes even without a run game they didn't do a ton offensively early on but didn't need to because they won the battle in the line at the line of scrimmage and uh yeah, this just says as much about the Ravens as I think it does about the 49ers. And I'm also glad that
3: safety on the grounding from the first quarter didn't factor so we wouldn't be talking about that all week as well. And by the way, Lamar, why are you running 25 yards backwards into the end zone? Y- yes, the official got in your way. Yes, it should not have been intentional grounding. but come on, dude. Uh, stop running 25 yards backwards. The road to the Super Bowl in the AFC, I think, is pretty clear now. It is going to run through Baltimore. That is, unless the Dolphins can beat the Ravens coming up this week in Baltimore, which I don't think they will do. Ravens win that game. They wrap up everything. The home field by at number one in the AFC. They are clearly the number one team we'll get to the Dolphins in a second the Niners are the best team in the NFC Eric you have them at number two overall the bonkers stat for me is the Niners are one and three against the AFC North one and three They, they won week one in Pittsburgh destroyed the Steelers they're they're 10 and one against everyone
0: else
4: yeah, and that's gonna help them when they when they go for the uh, the top seed. Obviously, they're still the big favorites in the NFC to get that first round by. You know, they're nine and one against the NFC right now. So, yeah. It really doesn't sort of you know make you feel better about it, just but it is a little bit bizarre that they've had such trouble with this one division, and maybe it's toughness, right? We saw the, the 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 Bengals last week get manhandled and things like that, and you say to yourself, this is still the AFC North, this is still a physical division, so it does kind of paint a picture of really what the 49ers have to figure out in the trenches, not just defensively losing those two D tackles, but on the offensive line, ton of injuries last uh, uh, Monday night, so. Yeah, they have some things to figure out on the line of scrimmage. For all their skill talent they have, uh, that's a big concern for me right now.
3: You you are not ready to throw Brock Purdy, forget about out of the MVP conversation, but out of the quarterback (laughs) conversation. You're not one of these go-play-Sam-Darnold people, are you?
4: No, I think they handled it the right way, right? He gets a little banged up on the sack, and they say, hey – we're down two linemen here we're not going to get you hurt behind a shoddy offensive line so I understand the reactionary nature of that but yeah I'm not going there you don't go from MVP to out of the lineup when uh, in one week span I'm a huge Brock Purdy fan. I think Christian McCaffrey
3: clearly showed his value to the national audience, not as if he had not done that before. When, when, yeah. when he did what he did last night, my MVP vote, however, does go for Lamar Jackson. If I did have an MVP vote, he was the best player on the field. And I think as Patrick Queen liked to say or said afterwards, nobody wants to play our style of football. And surprisingly, on Christmas night, that included – the 49ers. We have the Dolphins at number three. Again, they go to Baltimore this week. And then at number four, we have the Eagles. Let's do future champions now and focus on the Eagles. Future Champions presented by FanDuel. This is odds to win the NFC East. The Eagles are minus 490 after the Cowboys lost in Miami and the Eagles win. This is going to be the Eagles division here. They're up one spot. They get the Cardinals at home and then the Giants on the road. Who knows what the Giants are going to look like by that point? Week 18, they've already been eliminated. They have a quarterback question as Tyrod had to come off the bench when Tommy DeVito couldn't get anything going. But as we said last week, Eric, the Eagles are fine, but they don't look like a champion. They don't look like a Super Bowl team here.
4: Yeah, are they truly future champions? Obviously, last season came so close to winning it all. I think entered this year with the, you know, even higher expectations in some cases, but it hasn't always quite added up. The defense has been a problem. They've let teams back in games like you see with the Giants game. Up 20-3, to backup quarterback comes in, kind of rallies them. Hurts make a couple bad decisions. So, you know, there's still all these loose ends. I feel like they have to tie up, but they took care of business. They're now the big favorites to win that division. And obviously the spoils that come with it, the home the home field advantage and all that. But yeah, still have to tighten up the whole operation, even with some winnable games, Arizona and Giants again coming up. So
3: the Eagles win the NFC East if they win this week and the Cowboys lose, as you have them here. They're the number four team. And look, they they can still take and still make a run here. But the early noise in September, from what I thought were just bitter angry Eagle fans and writers who are looking something looking for something to be bitter and angry about, seemingly was right all along because the Eagles do have some issues, but who knows what's going to happen once they do get in, and they are in in January. The Lions are in as well, Eric, and the Lions are in as champions of the NFC North. They are up two. They are now number five. What an amazing moment there. Dan Campbell, after they beat the Vikings and they won the division for the first time in 30 years, that party in the locker room, there was a lot of cursing. But you know what, Dan Campbell, the cartoon, I think, that many people yeah. thought he was, forget about it. This guy's real and his team believes in him.
4: It was easy to jump on him as sort of a caricature, as you said, the biting decaps and all that. But, you know, there was a point a couple weeks ago where this team looked really, really shaky and heading into big divisional games, heading into a game against the Vikings that turned out to be a classic. You may not have thought they had the mental toughness to do it. They they really sort of firmed up there. Defense made the four interceptions. Just enough uh, plays offensively. You know, St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs has been terrific, of course. Jameson Williams chipping in every week now, which is a great development. But, yeah, this is a, a, a terrific moment for the for the Lions fans who have waited so long. I still think there's work to be done, though, Andrew, and obviously a big test this week with Dallas. So, You know, they continue to prep for the playoffs. Now that you're in, you put all that behind you, you you take the the, the pressure off of you. But you also have to realize that defense gave up a lot of yards to Nick Mullins and company. So uh, there's still work to be done to make this thing uh, humming at full uh, operational speed here.
3: And Nick Mullins did not play well, but they were still in that game. To the very end obviously the lions get the big pick late and they celebrate and they are nfc north champions and they will get a home playoff game i am happy for them i'm also fascinated eric to see what happens this week when the lions go on the road they're five and then this week they visit the six in your new power rankings the six are the dallas cowboys who are down three after losing in miami to the dolphins that came for me was kind of a a battle of paper champions, a battle of two teams that really hadn't beaten anybody. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys can't beat anybody on the road. The the Dolphins just couldn't beat anybody. The Dolphins finally did beat somebody that was a Dallas team that couldn't win on the road. So I have no idea what to make of this team or either of these teams or this game. All I know is you had the Cowboys last week at three and now they're at six.
4: Yeah, I'm with you. I had a hard time sort of placing the right spot for him. You're right. You know, the the road woes continue. They are terrific at home, obviously. The Lions are great on the road. So I think this this game is going to be really interesting, as we mentioned. I think both teams have something to play for. Obviously, Dallas is kind of up against it division-wise, but got to get better on third downs on offense can't miss those possessions I think teams are gonna to try to turn into you know eight possession games and you fumble on the one yard line on the first one you're already up against it that's the position Dallas found themselves in left too much time on the clock there after the late touchdown and gave up the winning drive on defense so yeah it just a uh, four or five plays went the wrong way I don't think this is by any means a bad team but I do think they have you know, just enough uh, problems right now to where you say in an elite matchup, possibly away from home, you know, that's what they're staring at right now. They, they may not yeah. be the best team on the field. No, I, I, I'm torn because part of you, there are no moral victories here.
3: Part of you wants to say, right. hey, they went on the road. Right, This is a much different performance than what we have seen on the road from the Cowboys against good teams. But you still lost on the road, right, in good weather for the most part, against a team that can't beat good teams. So, I mean, it's almost like, does that? did the game actually happen? Did I learn anything? I'm not sure. And I've said all along, I don't know that I'm going to learn anything about the Cowboys until we get to January. Whatever they do in the regular season, it's nice. That's fine. You know what? Call me in 2024. Call me in January. (laughs) And then we'll figure out whether or not your season was a success, which sounds unfair, but... I don't know that it is because that's how we're all judged and that's how anyone is judged in the NFL is what you do in the postseason. All right. Same goes for the Bills. Nobody wants to face the Bills. You have them this week at number seven in the new power rankings. They are up one. Dude, they barely survived against Smith and Easton Stick.
4: I'm just glad I know how to pronounce give Smith now. i've I've been wondering for <laughs> weeks, yeah hard G yeah. <laughs> hard G, soft G, what is it? I, you know, look, this this bill's team can be soft against left lesser competition. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like they do sort of play up or down to the team they're facing sometimes. And I'm gonna say all the the positive momentum that they've racked up over the past couple of weeks has been undone. But it does remind you that, you know, at their worst, they can blow a game like this. Almost did. Enough plays from Josh Allen, you know, Ed Oliver, uh, you know, Rasul Douglas. They they got it done. But, you know, this is the sort of the reality they're facing right now, especially with the same prospect as the Cowboys. Probably have to go on the road if you want to get to a Super Bowl or, or come darn close. So, you know, again, they, they might have a wider variety of, of uh, outcomes, and Josh Allen can give you an MVP-like performance, but – It still worries me that this team is having these kinds of issues.
3: But flip it around. If you're the team that wins your division and then finds out that Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are coming to town and you're hosting that wildcard game, uh, that would make me worried. Because that is yep. the last wild card team I want coming to town. It looks as if the Browns are a wild card team. You have them at number eight. I was in the building calling it for Browns radio when Amari Cooper put up one of the best performances you'll ever see in any game at any time from a wide receiver. At home, they, with Joe Flacco, can clinch on Thursday night against the Jets. Pretty
4: incredible. Yeah, I mean, he's lit a fire under this team. He's changed the the complete trajectory of what we thought was possible. So, you know, an amazing development in season that I don't think anyone could have seen coming. And, you know, the defense continues to do great things. A lot of those points came as as we were talking about after the starters had left the game, had to come back. But, you know, this this seems like a team that, for different reasons, might be just as dangerous as the Bills are if they get in. So I wouldn't want to face the Browns and that defense either, Flacco's throwing with nothing to lose, right? He's a guy who came off his couch and said, let's have some fun. And they are. And Cooper and those other guys are making enough plays and Joku's come alive. I really like what I'm seeing here. I'm not saying they're just some sort of Cinderella that, you know, we we, we give a nice uh, bow to and say, okay, good job. You know, they're going to they're gonna be a, a tough out in the playoffs, yeah. no doubt about it.
3: Yeah. You're not giving them a laurel and hearty handshake. We talked last week about the possibility of Matthew Stafford going to Detroit. Right, to face Jared Goff and, and his old yeah. team. We could have a scenario, likely not in the wild card round, maybe in the divisional round, where Joe Flacco goes back to Baltimore. Wow. To face the Ravens. Buckle Love up. It. All right. Where are the Chiefs? Have you noticed they're not on your screen? How far did they fall when losing at home on Christmas Day to the Raiders? That's coming up next on the NFL Power Ranking Show, presented by Energizer. NFL Power Ranking Show, presented to you by Energizer. This looks weird, doesn't it? Kansas City is barely in the top 10. The Chiefs, after losing at home to the Raiders to open up the Christmas football. Ball three to number nine. How are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the 10th best team in football? Thank you, Baker Mayfield. They're number ten, followed by the Rams at eleven, the Texans at twelve, Jacksonville is thirteen, Cincinnati is fourteen. After laying an egg in Pittsburgh on Saturday evening, the Colts are fifteen, and the Seahawks are sixteen. But Eric, at home, who obviously puts these together, this is the NFL Power Ranking Show. At home, um, we all watched the Chiefs to open up the Christmas Day football just look awful I don't know how else to say it don't blame Taylor Swift she had nothing to do with this okay nothing at all they look lost and Patrick Mahomes is as frustrated on the field as I think I've ever seen him
4: yeah We've seen that frustration boil over on the sideline, not just obviously in that game, but in other games uh, this season. You know, team that was 7-2 and two at the bye, not looking great, but you felt like, okay, they're going to be the Chiefs of old in, in, in December. This is as reliable a stock you can buy the last five years, but it's been tanking Andrew, and just the big picture. I didn't expect this much movement, especially in this part of the board this late in the season, but yeah, I mean, teams like the Chiefs are, are, are lacking in offensive identity, and You know, we can't assume that they're just going to find it. I mean, it's been 15 weeks now, and they haven't been able to kind of crack this code of how to be more explosive offensively, how to be more reliable offensively. Look, the defense was terrific. They did its job. I mean, that Mm -hmm. was a good performance. The The offense let them down once again. I don't know what to do. Are they broken? That's the question I'm left with. I think they are because, like, look, right now they have Cincinnati and
3: then Week 18 in L.A. to face the Chargers. And you go, oh, they're going to win those two. Are you sure? Yep because they should have beaten the Raiders. Antonio Pierce probably, and deservedly, won the full-time job with that performance at Arrowhead. They're throwing helmets. Uh, And by the way, again, I was kind of joking, but if you're blaming Taylor Swift, grow up. It has (laughs) nothing to do with her. But I can't look at these two games and say, oh, I know they're going to win them. The division hasn't even been wrapped up. And we're in the week between Christmas and New Year's. Um, Yeah, I I honestly don't think they won a playoff game. I don't. I think no. that's that's the kind of team we're looking at right now. They're number nine. And then we have the team making the power move, the team that is somehow number 10 overall. Power moves presented by Energizer. Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are up five. Okay, they are up 14, Eric, since week 13. You are shaking your head. Do you believe this ranking that you wrote or, or were you pressured into it by, by Baker? No. Like, wh- how did you do this? <laughs>
4: Yeah, it was, it was tough. I mean, I felt like I may have kind of undersold them a little bit last week. Same with the Rams, who were right behind them, obviously. But, you know, this is another impressive performance. And, again, it's sort of not a standings reading, right? This isn't the power standings. We look at who is playing right now and how they're playing in the past couple of games. Momentum, right? And they have a ton of it right now. Four straight wins. And like you said, I think this has been Baker's best season. You know, I mean, I really think that if you, we look back... His most complete season that has been trending in the right direction, even with some scattershot accuracy, uh, you know, even a couple games ago, you look at that defense, the number of plays they made in that game against the Jaguars, it's it's pretty incredible. So for a team that in week 13, as you pointed out when I had them number 24, that's about the percent chance they had to make the playoffs, 23%, 24%. Hmm. Now they're in a really good footing. You got to win one of these last two. You win the division. You host a playoff game, maybe against the Cowboys, but still. Uh, you know, this, this looks completely different to me than it did a month and a half ago.
3: Look, they hosted a playoff game last year, hosted the Cowboys. Cowboys obviously waxed them at Raymond James, yep. but this team feels a little bit different, and I can't believe I'm saying it. They They are the 10th best team right now in the NFL, and they are one spot ahead of the team with which Baker Mayfield ended last season, yep. the Los Angeles Rams who hung on, big lead, survived, and they beat the, uh, the Saints to open up here week 16. This is another team, Eric, that nobody wants to face in January.
4: I agree, right? And you heard Sean McBay's kind of response to the question. I even bring the question up. He he prompted it himself when he said, boy, we sure make it tough on ourselves. And, you know, I think he's got to have a little bit of a sense of humor about it because he knows he has an explosive team. And, and I think Kyron Williams has really kind of brought this whole group together. You've seen him up close a lot this season. Stafford's kind of having a, a throwback year. Nakua obviously rewriting the, the rookie record books at receiver. Uh, and the offensive line has not been an issue. It's been a stable group. I would like to see them, you know, stem that 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 two week trend of of letting a bad team or a, a lesser mm-hmm. team back into the game. But boy, I tell you what, that no name defense has stepped up at times, and yeah, they're that offense is humming and uh, they're a legit threat. How about that? You know,
3: they are. They're totally legit. Even with that sweep over the Seahawks, Seattle is legit here as well, Eric. You have them yeah. up one to sixteen, and the schedule favors them home for the Steelers and then at Arizona to close it out
4: yeah they're, they're a strange one to me I've you know they've obviously uh, you know had some weeks where yet you're kind of scratching your head some of the red zone stuff Gino's been up and down but he was there he was money he got it done when he had to get it done uh, against the Titans and two late drives got it done and you know, coming off the Drew Locke game and with some questions swirling about Geno's future and whether he's going to be uh, the Seahawks starter next year, he delivered a performance that, that tabled that talk and got them in a, in a good position for the playoffs. So, uh, you know, their lack of discipline does worry me a little bit. So they are prone to some bad games and bad moments, but those playmakers, they've got a chance as well. Uh, yeah, and now it's Geno and Mason Rudolph week
3: 17 in a that? game that means something. Wow. All right, coming up, speaking you of those block. Steelers, do we take them seriously? Do we take the Raiders seriously? And where are they in the brand-new power rankings coming up next year as we are presented to you, as always, by Energizer. But wait, there are more, more numbers here on the NFL Power Ranking Show presented by Energizer. The Steelers are 17, up three, followed by the Vikings and the Packers. The Falcons are 20, the Raiders 21, Denver, New Orleans, and Chicago at number 24. At home, the Steelers are up three. Mason Rudolph looked looked really good on Saturday evening. They're not eliminated somehow. <sighs>
4: Pretty amazing, right? And uh, Rudolph yeah. in the picture for this week, obviously. And, uh, you know, just when we write them off, they pull us back in, right? I mean, Mike Tomlin hasn't lost this team yet, apparently. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they probably need two to get in, right? That's that's the probably the, the – and some help. Um, but, you know, I, it's just such an interesting club. They've da- battled so much adversity all season long. You know, it's hard to really know – whether whether this is a team that's you know close to contending or 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 you know kind of doing it with smoke and mirrors so every week I come out of it kind of shrugging a little bit but again I mean they did what they had to do and Rudolph has kind of lit a fire under this team and we saw what it did for Pickens we saw what it did for other guys and yeah I mean that's that's making us question whether Mitch Trubisky should have been should have had the ball in his hands
3: oh yeah exactly speaking of lighting a fire that is what Antonio Pierce has done the Raiders are up two to 21 are you with me as he's earned he's done enough to earn this job, right?
4: I would think so. Here's my only reservation. A couple years ago, you know, Rich Passacha was in sort of a similar position, had more games to work with. Believe he went seven and five, got to the playoffs. Now they were, I think, a three and two team or something when when John Gruden was let go, but still he didn't get the job. Now I don't know if he has the the magnetism, the connection with the locker room that Pierce seems to have with this group. You saw him get emotional after the game, post-game interview. You know, I believe he's building something special here. A lot of loud wins since he's taken over, but a couple of curious losses too. Might need one more, but I I, I think you might be on to something. Maybe, you know, maybe Mark Davis saw what happened last time and realized, I can't let Antonio Pierce go because he's got us playing great football yeah. right now
3: did he learn from I don't want to call it a mistake maybe it wasn't a mistake what? to to get rid of Asaccia but it it, it clearly was a mistake because they've already fired McDaniels to bring him in as the replacement let's get the rest of the rankings here your seasons may be over but you still do make an appearance on the power ranking show the Jets are at 25 the Titans the Chargers the Giants and the Patriots and then the Cardinals the Commanders and the Carolina Panthers are number 32 Eric, I have good news for you. Yeah? Only two more regular season shows to go. Also good news, we're doing this in the playoffs, buddy.
4: We are. We are. It's going to look a little different, right? Fewer teams to talk about, but I still want to talk power rankings, Man, I got a little energy left in the tank. How about, how about you?
3: Of course, because we're presented by Energizer. See what we did there? Look what you did talented broadcast professional doing all the transitions like that. Hey everyone out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Happy New Year. Eric, happy New Year to your family as well. Everyone there in Chicago. Be safe and happy. One see you next week. So long.
1: NFL Power Rankings is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.